So hi, welcome to the Grimes Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with. Hi, it's Damien. Hi, I'm Felipe. Hi, I'm Salem from the Requiem. And we're some questions there about their upcoming album, A Cure to Poison the World. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response, the announcement so far? Very happy. Very excited. A bit nervous, but super excited. Oh, yeah. The album fucking rips. It's so Thank you. good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. I had been seeing people talking about you guys online with, with the signing uh, to Fearless, and I was like... I'm sure. I'm sure this band will will come across my desk. I'm sure I'm going to check this out. And man, I should have checked it out as soon as the fucking signing went up. And everybody's like, "This band's so good." I, I slept for too long, but I am no longer oh, asleep. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah, it's a. Um, we wanted to go for like a concept record at first, but then uh, we realized uh, how much work that was gonna be to like connect everything. So we instead went ahead with like more of a theme and the theme of the lyrics and like the overall visuals and the, some of the things in our music videos is all connected to this like drug that it's like created in mass and it, it basically um, it kills you, but it makes you feel really good while you're dying. So some. Something like uh, ecstasy combined with cyanide, and that's like um, the idea of the thing. It's like a a drug that gets put out into the world, and a bunch of people start taking it, and that's what the cure to poison the world is. Gotcha. It's kind of badass. I mean, like, I, like it's not, but like that sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny uh, when we first made the the single "Cure to Poison the World," people thought it was about COVID. Hmm. Was it? Was it that? Like, at what time did did the process for this kind of start? Well, the first single we put out was in February 14th of 2020, and that was uh, Cured Poison in the World, the song. And so we named the record Cured Poison in the World as in, like a, a nod to that song. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So has the record been done since 2020 or 2019? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Record. I was about to say, <laughs> no. damn. We started working on the record at the beginning of this year. I feel mm -hmm. like we started writing for it like late last year, but we really just started this year and finished it. Okay, yeah, good. some of the songs are, um, they span from like 2020 until now, but other ones are a bit newer. So, um, but yeah, the record, like we went in to do this year. Okay, gotcha. hell yeah. Um, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Yeah, so um, usually we all kind of write independently, like ideas on our own. And then we get together um, as of late, mostly on Discord to kind of um just throw ideas around and uh kind of build off of that but um yeah we always have like a pretty good chemistry and dynamic for what we're trying to look for and i guess like over the years we've also gotten to know like our writing styles so we take these things into account and when we're writing and um you know some songs require a little more work than others but um i think probably the best ones are the ones that we finish pretty quickly and we're always like so stoked on them, you know? So, um, yeah, it'll, it could be any, anything from like Damien having a chord progression and a melody and then coming over to my place or going over to Salem's to, um, maybe I'll have like a fully fleshed out instrumental and it just needs, um, like some of Salem's work on it and Damien's and vice versa with like Salem and his instrumentals. So, Oh, yeah. So was Discord kind of adopted because of the pandemic and then now it's just convenient, I guess? 
Um, kind of not, not so much. I think it was just out of convenience in general, you know, just not yeah. having to drive. And we, um, we all write for other people and I have like software that can do that pretty easily through discord and so does Salem. So, um, we figured it, it'd be pretty easy. We also, we both use logic. So like mm -hmm. if I start a project, I could just send it over to Salem, um, for him to add in what he wants to add. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. So what song off this album took longest to write and which one is each of your own personal favorite? The longest to write? Uh, I think probably the last song on the album before I go. And it didn't, I don't want to say it took long, but it was a song that like we had brought fresh to the recording process um like we went out and did the record in jersey and when we took the song out we kind of just had like a chord progression that damien wrote and he had all the vocal melodies written for it but we didn't even get to record a demo in time to bring out over there so um that song kind of came together while we were there and i guess that one was the one that took the most work but it also was very like gratifying and like how surprising it came together to sound just like so fucking good. It's definitely like a favorite of mine along with track six. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Where in Jersey did you guys record this? Belleville was it? Yeah, we recorded in Belleville with uh, Steve Evitz. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because I'm, I'm from Jersey, so I didn't know if I, I knew who worked on it. I don't I don't know Steve. <laughs> oh yeah. Steve has he's worked with a ton of great bands, uh, from like Dillinger to Suicide Silence and uh Glassjaw. Um, but he took over the graphic nature studio mm -hmm. in Jersey that uh belonged to Putney and before that to Machine. So gotcha. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And then everyone else's favorites? Yeah um i was gonna say yeah i think before i go it's the last track that's the one that took the longest probably and uh i think that's my favorite track too because uh me, me and felipe really try to tap into like the oldie type of feel in that one mm -hmm. to make it sound really like 1950s 1960s and uh um it was also the one i had the most fun writing um because we have just like such and like i would say um grandiose like parts in the song like the guitar solo and like some of the vocal takes were like super like i don't know we try to make them really anthemic mm -hmm. um so yeah no i love that song that's my favorite one for sure oh yeah oh yeah i would say that my favorite would probably be either cursed or the difference between you and me is that i get the last laugh those are my two favorites yeah. I, like, yeah, I like that song, and I like that song title. That one's solid. Oh, the long one? Yeah. <laughs> it's so long. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, so how'd the tracklist for album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, closer be closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Um, We definitely wrote the closer to be a closer. Um, the first song, I think, was the first song that we had for the album um because it was the first like single we had done that we were like okay we're not gonna get to put this out you know since we're signing with fearless so we'll we'll just save it for whatever we drop once we're signed um 
So I guess coincidentally that that one ended up being the first one in the in the track list as well. But other than that, all the other ones were not planned. We kind of just had like a sit down with uh, Kyle who helped us mix the record and we just went over which song sounded the best right after each other. And that's how it came about. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And then earlier you said that the beginnings of this record was a concept record. So what was kind of like the shift from going from concept to kind of like themed? That I felt some of the songs that we started writing in in New Jersey, um, we only had the instrumentals. So the, the lyrics, I had to write them while we were there. Mm -hmm. I just I didn't feel at the time the same way I was feeling when I started writing the lyrics for the songs that were going to go on the record. So I didn't want to feel like, I was being limited by a specific concept. I mm -hmm. wanted them to be more so from different perspectives of different characters. So different songs are written from like different perspectives, but they all come together in this overall theme. So, gotcha. Yeah. It, That's is, so fucking cool. Is a concept like, record something that you want to tackle at some point, or was this for kind sure, of like yeah. okay? Yeah, no, for sure. Probably the next one. Hopefully, um, we, we've we've talked about that with Felipe, and uh, I think I've mentioned it to Salem too. Um, kind of want to do something like very very vaudeville and like a lot more theatrical than than the, the one we're putting out now oh. hell yeah awesome uh, so would you guys be able to tell us where headspace is at while you're creating this record um In i think it it, it shifted a lot because some of these songs like i said there are some of them were like a little old so i think like over the course of time we also have just changed and matured as people and a lot of different situations have changed in our lives um unrelated to music so um our headspace definitely varied but i think it's still tied in thematically to the album where like you know the out the overarching like themes on the record are like loss um you know with oneself as well as like the loss of like friends and family members um and you know addictions vices and virtues and things like that and um so along with all those changes um i think we just tried to stay centered to the theme that it's you know this album is a metaphor for the struggles of youth mm -hmm. and um that is something that we tried to capture with like the innocence of that and the angst behind it as well the frustrations um which you know kind of just go hand in hand with the style of music oh yeah sure. salem were you starting to say something when felipe started to talk oh uh, yeah <laughs> i was i was just asking um if you meant like while we we're recording or just the whole process like from from start to finish yeah it was it was just like a bumpy road i would say but yeah it just had a lot of ups and downs i'll say gotcha that's, that's yeah. Fair. yeah yeah but for me it was a uh, it was for sure up and downs before we got to new jersey but once we started out to work in the record like over there uh, that was like some of the most fun i've had in a while um probably like some of the best memories i'll have from now on is like that was kind of like the very beginning of actually doing music seriously for me personally. So it was really cool. But, um, but even while we were there, there was still some stuff that we like had to work on, but we pulled through and uh, I feel like the album, some of the aspects of the album and some of the songs specifically in the album will be a representation of that. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm happy to hear it was like overall, like a really good experience. Oh yeah, no, for you. it was super yeah. fun. Yeah. You, only get, you only get to record your debut once, you know? exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially with someone as cool as steve i mean um yeah no 
will forever have uh, wonderful memories from that time. Hell yeah. Uh, so how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should I do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is work album, party album? What do you guys personally recommend? Oh, man. Um, wow, they got to do it OG. They got to they gotta <laughs> steal it from the internet and put it on an iPod. Hideous, <laughs> like, gummy headphones from Walgreens. And then, like... The scully on, headphones. Yeah. No, wear, like, a hoodie headphones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that was fucking years. And then just oh, man. hold Fetal up in the, hold up in the corner and feel it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny you mentioned that because I, I was like, uh, when we were first thinking of like the mock-ups for the album cover, in the back of it, I wanted something to say, uh, to be played at moments of evo- emotional devoid or some shit like that. So I don't know. I feel like definitely it's more of a for whenever you're alone type record because I, I would hope so that people you know listen to the whole thing front to back but um because some of the songs are hype obviously you can check them out with friends and whatnot but the idea of the whole thing is just to be kind of like a, a roller coaster because you know we tried to go out of our way to to make every song different than the last one because uh, we feel as though a lot of music has always been you know a band puts out an album it's like every song sounds like what that band usually would do mm-hmm. um we wanted to in our debut record to make sure that every single song has their own like differences and, and their own uniqueness so that way whenever we approach a different sound in the future our fans and people that listen to our music won't be like oh whoa why do they sound like this now you know because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the time that can be very uh damaging for a band when people are used to just one sound that they do Makes sense. 100%. So you guys are kind of using your debut as a groundwork for everything that you kind of want to accomplish with this band. And yeah. then each record will dive into a different sound. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. me and Felipe and Salem have always been inspired by Beam the Horizon, for example. And that's a band that I feel like they've been doing that in their latest records. But at first they didn't. But because they do it so much now, no one's like, oh, like whenever they make a really yeah. electronic song or like a song that's like super like hype and shit like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Three words each, nine total, no more, no less. I would say raw, okay. for sure. Um, a little sappy mm-hmm. with a lot of drive. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, drugs for okay. years. Hell yeah. Good. Okay, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say like angsty. I was going to say raw. <laughs> and Damien said it. And I was like, fuck. Um, you have one. But yeah, angsty. Uh, definitely like, yeah, sad. If <laughs> you really look into it, yeah, at some point. Yeah. Sad. And um, I guess vulnerable. Uh, some of these songs are very vulnerable to us. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Well done. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Varied emotions, like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess kind of like not as alone as you would not listening to it. I don't know. Like, I like like connecting to the music that I listen to, and I would hope that people listening can connect to it as well with yeah. whatever they're going through. So, yeah, makes sense. Sure. 
So are you guys able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this record, positive or negative? Um, for me, I would say it was the, the vocal performance of the whole thing. Uh, Steve is a, a, a very demanding producer. He tries to bring out the very best in mm -hmm. whoever he works with. And I feel like I had never been you know, um, pushed that much before and uh, I'm very glad it happened because it was like vocal boot camp I, I definitely came out of the whole process of a much better singer I have a lot more control now than I ever did before uh, because it was like a hundred takes per song like if Damn. not way more <laughs> sometimes it was like 50 takes for like just one verse that we had to get right because he he mentioned and, and something that will forever stick with me is that he mentioned that he didn't want like the perfect takes like with like perfect pitch and whatnot he wanted like the most genuine takes the like, ones that felt mm -hmm. more human and more like raw with like much more grit than than like how i was going for everything initially hmm. makes sense oh, yeah. i think a main challenge too was like when you sit with songs for a bit sometimes you get you have like so many ideas for them in your head or um uh sometimes like some of these ideas don't translate as well or maybe you're like on the spot in the studio and like you can't recall all of it so i guess like a challenge was kind of coming to terms with like that not every <laughs> idea is gonna manifest itself in those moments but that um you know there's still room to add them in uh like live or into other arrangements and songs so absolutely salem anything from you it was overall just a positive experience, and uh, I played bass standing up the entire record. Damn. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so for this question, why don't you picture you're on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Probably Swedish fish. Um, yeah. <laughs> Candy duck? <laughs> yeah, I like Swedish fish. What do you have against Swedish fish? What the hell? Yeah, I, I don't think I would eat a whole meal at a, at a rest stop. Swedish it's like fish. a Wawa. Grandma food. <laughs> grandma food? What the fuck? Grandma's gonna yeah. lose her teeth eating that shit. Bro, your grandma's <laughs> cool as hell. She's Swedish fish. <laughs> Twizzlers and Swedish fish are grandma food. Twizzlers, I agree with. Swedish fish, that's that's completely out of conversation. I don't understand that. Oh, well, uh, what's your go-to snack? Probably a protein bar or something, or a oh, protein, protein <laughs> cookie, bro. The protein cookie. Oh, I've are... been switching to the yeah. bars recently. The Larry and Larry cookie. Oh, Lenny yeah, and Larry. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. There you go. Um, mine would probably be see for like road trips and stuff, and like just like being on the road. It'd probably be something with protein as well, just to like hold me over to like <laughs> the next time I can eat. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Hell yeah. All right. And on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Probably ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we uh we we had uh another project or we were formally known by like a French name. So I think at our essence would be like a French dish, but also Salem is vegan. So, and he's the only vegan and i'm pretty sure ratatouille is vegan because it's just vegetables so yeah it is. Mm. all right sounds good 
Um, and for the last couple of questions, it's going to shift completely away from you. It's going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Probably a bowl of ramen. And uh, the drink would be uh, mote con huesillo, which is like this peach drink from Chile. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Mine would probably be a large Big Mac meal and uh, like a 24-ounce Jack Daniels. Damn. Let's go. You're going to fucking taste that Big Mac, man, with that fucking Jack Daniels? <laughs> well, I'm washing it down with the whiskey. Okay. And then I'm crying because I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Probably a Chipotle bowl with a, just a water. Just a water? Any ice? No ice, ew. No, the fuck? Like fucking... cold water is oh. not for water drinkers. It has to be spring water though. I don't want no fucking purified Dasani shit. So a room temperature bottle of water. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna leave that. Um, <laughs> if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, there's so many. I'm like a fucking nerd, so um. I think the main three would probably be Star Wars, mm -hmm. uh, Cyberpunk, Damn right. and uh, Blade Runner. Ooh. Yeah, mine would probably be like Star Wars, specifically like Coruscant uh, in yeah. Revenge of the Sith, like in the opening scene. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, probably just like a Gregor Rocky movie or something. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I have not asked the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Favorite color? Um, turquoise. Nice. Good ass color. Uh, red. Right. Also, great color. Black. It's not a color. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. Science class. <laughs> but this is this is my goddamn <laughs> podcast. All their theory, not science. <laughs> um, if I have to pick a color, I guess red, but black would be. You know, I'll take it. That's great. Great. Right. I love red. Um, so as I said, that's a little question to have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just our socials, uh, the Requiem at Band on uh, Instagram, and then through Instagram, you can find our link tree and all our other socials. Um, you know, the Requiem on every streaming service. And uh, in our Instagram, we also post our Discord usually. Uh, so whoever wants to join that, be on the lookout. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for signing us, guys. It's been the Requiem, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.